You're listening to Cannabis Health Radio. Here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Our guest today was diagnosed with rectal cancer in May of this year. It was so rare, in fact, that only three people in the United States had this form of cancer in the past 20 years. And today, she is cancer-free. Joining us from Iowa to tell her story is Beth Dennis. Beth, did I get that correct? You are cancer-free today? I am, yes. Well, that's fantastic. Now, leading up to your diagnosis, what were some of the signs you were experiencing that caused you concern that maybe something was wrong with you? I had a lot of pain. It it started out first like flu-like symptoms, nauseousness, um, bathroom problems, things like that. Except when they gave me antibiotics, the pain never went away. I was in constant pain. They were talking about like hemorrhoids and things, but believe me, it wasn't that. They really never did an exam. They just kept giving me things to try to take away the pain. And in reality, the pain was so bad that the only thing I could use, I have, I use a a drug called gabapentin. It's for nerve damage because I have some nerve damage in my legs and my back. So I started taking that on a regular basis, and that helped some. But in reality, the only thing that was really shrinking the swelling enough so I wasn't in constant pain was aspirin. So, Beth, what are your doctors telling you at this stage in the game when they're handing they out all these? They just kept telling me, well, um, we, we don't know what the problem is. We'll give you this, though, to see if it takes care of the pain. I was on tramadol and all kinds of other things, anti-inflammatories, pain medicine. They finally put me on hydrocodone. And I don't know if you've ever taken that stuff, but it makes you really sick. How many aspirin were you on a day, Beth? I was, oh God, I was taking, I actually almost overdosed and died on aspirin poisoning. Because what people do not know, and I did not know this, and most people don't know this, aspirin builds up in your system. It never leaves your system. So if you're taking more than than two a day, two at a time, it will build up and build up and build up. And I literally overdosed on it and almost died. Did you have any liver problems as a result of it? Thank goodness, no, I don't have any problems. You know, I'm surprised given the fact that you had some bathroom issues that the doctors didn't do an examination. No, they didn't. She didn't suggest. I have a female doctor, and she's a very young doctor, and I think part of her problem is she didn't know any better. But I kept going. I was going in once a week for this the same pain once a week, every week for months. And I went there for six or eight months every week for all this constant pain. And she never suggested until we were like 10 months into this constant pain that I even have a colonoscopy. Well, by then, the aspirin was so far down in my system that I couldn't even get past drinking a quarter of the stuff that they give you for a colonoscopy. So I ended up canceling it because it just made me so sick. When were you diagnosed with rectal cancer? 
I was diagnosed on April 24th of 2017. That was two days after my son's 18th birthday. Okay, and what did they tell you about treatment? I went in that day for an exam, or on the 22nd for an exam. And she, I was in so much pain, she could not examine me. She had, she told me, she said, I, you're in so much pain, I have to knock you out to even examine you. So that's what they did. They knocked me out. They took me in the next day. While she had me knocked out, they found a tumor, and she biopsied the tumor. Well, the very next day, they call you with your results, and she said, um, I hate to tell you this, but it's cancer. And it, it, small cell carcinoma is actually a lung cancer. Yes. Now, how does a, a lung cancer microbe show up in a rectal cancer tumor? I don't know. But she said, she said this cancer responds very well to chemotherapy, and she says, she says, I think we can treat it. But she says you have to know that this cancer also spreads very quickly, and it. And when it does spread, it immediately goes to your brain. So what uh, what did you do next? I went ahead and set up my first chemotherapy session. That was on May 1st. And by they give you three days worth of chemotherapy. And by the end of the third day, I was so sick that I could barely move. And I thought, I'm not kidding. My mother had had breast cancer 20 years earlier. And she fought it for five years. And it made her so sick. And she finally just gave up. Back then, we didn't know everything we know now about natural medicines. So you had your first chemo treatment. Were you at stage three or stage four? They never staged me. They never gave me a stage. It was limited, and it was limited to my rectum. So I was thankful for that, because if it's limited, you have a better chance of surviving. But the survival rate for this particular cancer is 13 months. You know, I was looking up uh, rectal cancer and the survival rate, and, and for stage three, the probability of being alive in five years is approximately 30 to 40 percent. Exactly. stage four, the probability of being alive in five years is less than 10 percent. Exactly. Life expectancy for the, the type of cancer that I was diagnosed with was 13 months. Now it's after diagnosis. What's go what's going through your head when you're going through all of this? Then I was scared. I had watched my mother die from it. I didn't know what to do. I had had a stroke four years previous. So I was already not really up to par as far as health. And so yeah, I was very scared. Did you start researching alternative methods? I started researching everything that I could research on natural medicine. Any and every kind of natural medicine. And the most studies I found was on cannabis oil. And, of course, I don't have access to it because I I really never smoked it or anything. I know people that do. I know people that did. My, My two adult children smoke it. But I didn't know how to access it, or I could, and I couldn't afford to pay for it if I did. So what I did was I found a company in Colorado who, who as long as oil is legal in your state, and the oil is legal in our state, was legalized finally in July of 2017. Now, I bought it before it was actually legal, but they did ship it to me, and I, I got a high THC and a high CBD product. And it was quite pricey, but it was worth every penny I spent. There's a company in Colorado who will ship to legal states. 
So I got it from them, and I started taking it every three times a day. I took it in the morning, noon, and night. By the end of the first week, I was literally pain-free. And the nauseousness went away, and I could eat. I wasn't sick all the time. I wasn't constantly tired. I'd slept well at night where I hadn't before. Was this uh, oil, oil that you took or tincture? It was oil. It was oil. Do you know what strains or do you know what percent of THC I believe it was Stavica. I can't pronounce it. Okay. That's okay. How did- it was a special strain that they recommended for cancer. How did you feel taking the cannabis oil initially? Because you weren't a user of cannabis at all in the past. I was not a user and I felt high all the time. But then I researched it and it said two on black peppercorns. And, of course, I used, I was a caterer for 20 years, so I used a lot of black peppercorns. It said two on three or four black peppercorns, and it would take away kind of the high. So I did that, and it works. Believe it or not, it works. So then I, I could just go to sleep and rest. I didn't feel high anymore. Prior to the peppercorns, you must have had a lot of fun. <laughs> I was kind of goofy, I think. People around me thought it was quite funny. Goofiness is a good thing. That's right. <laughs> it's not necessarily a bad thing, I agree. But I'm goofy without it, so it just amplified my goofiness, I think. <laughs> so when you were taking the cannabis oil, were you still taking your chemotherapy? I was still taking my chemotherapy because the doctor recommended because I asked my doctor about cannabis oil, and of course, here in, in Iowa, even in, all over the United States, doctors are so not educated on natural medicine that they just they don't believe anything they even read or anything that's been studied. So my doctor immediately said, it doesn't work. My father is in stage four bladder cancer, and he will not take the oil because his doctor... I have suggested to him that he take the oil, and he he keeps telling me, oh, you can prove to me that it works. I have proven it works. When my doctor can prove to him that it works, then he'll take it. But until then, his doctor says it won't work. So he just refuses to take it. And all he's really doing is making himself sicker and sicker and sicker. Beth, we interviewed a uh, gentleman who I played a part in um, getting cancer-free. His name is Jack Kungle. He's amazing. Uh, you might want to look him up for your daddy. He had uh, stage three bladder cancer, and uh, he's now quite the activist. I believe he has a website too, jackkungle dot com. He's amazing, okay. but you might want to check that out. Okay, since Spill. he doesn't believe anything I say, so I told him that I used cannabis oil and I was now cancer free, and he just ignored me. Here I am trying to save your life, and you treat me like I'm an idiot. One of the things about older people is that they've been brainwashed for so many years into believing that cannabis is a dangerous drug. And Okay, but he was a cannabis dealer. He was a drug dealer. Oh, your dad was a drug dealer. He's been a drug user most of his life. He's been a uh, marijuana user most of his life. So I would think that he would understand some of the research. Wow. What do you say to that, Ian? <laughs> it's like, whoa. I'm kind of speechless right now. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I certainly... I know it's a little unbelievable, isn't it? That somebody who's used it their whole life still yeah. doesn't believe in medicinal value of it. 
Well, I can see where you, your frustration comes from. Well, I think his problem but, is that he believes more in the word of the doctor than he yeah. does. So I think his brain's fried. <laughs> I think he killed too many brain cells. Okay, well, uh-huh. we'll leave that with you. Now, you you have rectal cancer. You're on chemotherapy. You're taking cannabis oil. And did you say within 10 days the pain dissipated? Within the first week, probably seven days, the pain dissipated almost to nothing. How much were you taking at that point? Like, did you start out I was slow? taking the three-day dosing, the, the grain of rice size okay. dosing three times a day. And then you build up, built up, did you? I built up and built up. Did the doctors know when you were taking chemotherapy? I never told anybody I was taking cannabis oil because I didn't want them to think that I was defying everything they said to me. Okay. So I continued my chemotherapy until I got my, my last scan. And how many chemo treatments did you have? They told me, well, you know, we did this scan, and I had had a stroke, a a fairly major stroke four years earlier at 46 years old. And when my oncologist said, we've looked at your scan, we've looked at your scan, my oncologist and my radiologist both looked at the scan, and they said, there is no cancer spot left, period. There's no cancer in your body. There's no cancer in that spot left. And he said, and oh, by the way, he said that that stroke you had, he said there's almost absolutely no evidence that you ever had a stroke anymore. Awesome. Boy, that must have surprised even you. It did surprise me. I was like, what? Are you telling me the truth? He says there is no cancer left and you, it, there's almost no evidence of a stroke. And of course, they attributed it all to chemo, right? Of course they did. <laughs> but I, and I did finally tell him, I said, well, you know, I've been taking cannabis oil the whole time. He said, really? I said, yes, really. I said, what do you think kept my weight up and made me be able to eat? He said, well, you know what? He says, I'm not really opposed to it. He says, I don't believe it works, but if it works for you, great. Yeah, it's usually a, a comment that doctors make. I don't believe it works or there needs to be more research into it and yada, yada, yada. So you are cancer-free today. Of this cancer free today of this rare cancer and you in the notes you sent us you said only three people have your three people in the United States in 20 years have been diagnosed with this particular form of cancer two patients have died and one is cancer free for six years and the fourth one is you yes and I'm completely cancer free and I was cancer free after three months what was it like when the doctor told you that you were cancer-free? I was like, you're kidding. Already? He's like, yeah, no cancer. We can't find any cancer in your whole body. So they wanted me to go ahead and continue chemotherapy and go ahead and do radiation. <laughs> what, sorry. I don't mean and I said, no, thank you. Good for you. That's what I would have done. I said, no, I think I'm good. I said, I'll just continue to take the cannabis oil because they tell you that you need to take your maintenance dosages. So I still take a dose every single day, every morning after I eat my breakfast. Good to hear. Good to hear. I'm going to remain cancer-free. I also changed the way I ate because before I ate a lot of garbage. So I got on a keto diet, which is mostly meat fats, good fats, high-fat dairy, fruits and vegetables, No bread, no sugar. I did that. And I added into my diet organic honey, raw honey, organic raw chocolate. I make candy, by the way, that's absolutely phenomenal. What was it like uh, switching your diet 
it was hard because I still crave things that I used to love. Like what? Like pulled pork. Oh my God, I love pulled pork. I used to make this amazing lemon tart for parties and stuff because I was a caterer. And I miss that so much. But it's got so much sugar, so I can't have it. There are things that I crave that I really liked. But I, I just say, okay, well, I can have lemon pudding. If I want the lemon tart, I can have lemon pudding. I just change things. So when If I, I want cheesecake, I just take sour cream, cream cheese, and mix it together and put strawberries in it, and that's my cheesecake. So you just have to figure out ways to change up things that will fit in your diet, but will still give you that satisfaction of having what you used to have. So when I mention pulled pork, does your mouth start to water? What? <laughs> so when, I'm sorry. I said when I mention pulled pork, does your mouth start to water? Yes, it does. I love pork. Uh -huh. <laughs> Did you and I do still have it, but I only use grass-fed pork. Did you lose I any weight? Any grass-fed pork. Beth, did you lose any weight? I lost about thirty-five pounds, which I, I'm very small anyway. I'm four eleven and weighed about one hundred and ten pounds. So, if you can imagine, losing thirty-five pounds is quite a bit. Wow, you were quite thin then. I was eighty pounds. Boy, did you feel okay though? I felt good, and some days I couldn't eat enough. And that was okay because as long as I continued to eat, I was gaining my weight back. So now I still, I'm still not up to where I want to be, but I'm getting there. I have gained 15 pounds, so I look like a normal human being now instead of a skeleton. My hair's starting to come back now, thicker than it was before, by the way. So you lost all your hair after the first treatment, and after the first chemo treatment, yes. What was going through your mind when you were... I said, okay, I knew I was going to lose my hair, but I didn't expect to lose it this fast. Because I remember when my mother had cancer, hers fell out gradually. But apparently the chemotherapy they had me on was so strong that it just basically killed everything. It was also killing my insides because I couldn't eat. I was sick all the time. I would go to work. I was still working as a florist because I've been a florist for almost 30 years. So I was still working part-time as a florist. And I'd go to work and I'd immediately have to, like, go outside and be sick. And it was just, it was so bad I couldn't work. So I knew it was, it was really bad for my body. And, of course, I did research on chemotherapy. And what I've read... It spreads the cancer. It makes the cancer worse. Of course, you get sick. It destroyed my teeth. I had really nice teeth, and it totally destroyed my teeth. The cancer drugs they had me on was so strong, it destroyed all the enamel on my teeth, which I had uh, enamel issues anyway. I had soft tissue and soft enamel. So it's completely destroyed my teeth. It, I lost all my hair. I lost all my hair on my whole body. Not just my head. I lost all my hair because it's chemotherapy drugs they had me on were so strong. I couldn't sleep on them. They gave me steroids and fluids beforehand, and I couldn't sleep, and I'd be awake all night, so I wasn't resting, so I wasn't getting better. It was just horrible. Chemotherapy is bad stuff. Do you have regrets about doing it? Do I have what? Regrets about uh, taking chemo? I do have regrets about doing chemotherapy. I wish that I had known that the cannabis oil would work as fast as it did because I would have just started taking that immediately and, and foregone any kind of treatment. Well, the good thing is you're alive. 
You don't have I am any, alive. You don't have any cancer. You don't have any evidence of a stroke, which I thought no. was just amazing. I know. I couldn't believe it either. He, I, I, I said, what do you mean I don't have any evidence or very little evidence in a stroke? He said, you can almost not even tell you had a stroke. I'm like, really? Because it's pretty extensive. When I had it, I couldn't, I couldn't speak. I couldn't eat. I had to learn how to eat and swallow and speak all over again. Well, you've made a great recovery. So- yeah, it's pretty miraculous. I still have some nerve damage on the left side of my body, but I think if as long as I keep taking the cannabis oil, that will go away as well. Has the nerve damage improved since you've been taking the cannabis oil? It has improved quite a lot. My legs don't hurt like they used to. My arthritis is pretty much gone. I don't. I can walk for an hour. I I I walk a mile. I try to walk a mile every single day. My doctors told me that if I got up and moved, that it would get the chemotherapy drugs out of my system quicker. So I started working, walking a mile every single day. So I have a gas station that's six blocks from my house. So I walk up and I walk back, and that's a mile. My legs are stronger than they were. I feel better than I did before. I eat better than I did before. I'm hungry all the time still. How do your kids feel about what uh, has happened to you? I think they were pretty shocked when I told them I was taking cannabis oil because they know I'd never done it before. And I was preached to them, don't do drugs, don't drink, don't do drugs, don't drink. <laughs> Lo and behold, when I first was in a lot of pain, my daughter brings me some smoke in a pipe and says, here, smoke this, it'll help. And I'm like, but I don't smoke it. She said, just smoke it, it'll help. Did it help? And I'm like, okay, you're my 21-year-old kid. You're not supposed to be supplying me with dope. (laughs) Did it help, though? It helped a lot. And it helped me sleep. And it helped me eat. But it got better once I started taking the the oil because Mm -hmm. the oil is concentrated. But, yeah, it was. I I thought, thank you, honey. (laughs) Thank you. No, if only your dad would listen. He will not listen. I have tried and tried and tried. But I guess I guess all I can say is I have tried to help you. I have tried to help you get better. And if you choose not to, that's all I can do. Well, you know what you said? Since is- everybody has a choice. I think it's his choice to go ahead and die from this disease than to help himself get better. Do you know what you said is very important? We interviewed a judge in Florida who had sentenced 311 people to jail for marijuana possession. And then when he got COPD, uh, his wife suggested he take cannabis, and he refused. And uh, after a number of days of trying to convince him to take it, she packed a bag and said, I'm going to stay with Molly and the kids. And he said, well, why? She said, if you can't help yourself, I'm not going to help you. At a certain point, you have to say, I give up. I can't help you. That's right. I have tried, and he refuses to have the help. And I do have, I know someone who has COPD who healed themselves with cannabis. I have a, a friend of a, of a doctor, a doctor's wife, who is my friend, who is he, she had a stroke at 37 years old, and she's healing herself from the stroke with cannabis. So I believe in cannabis. But I was raised in a household where my father was a drug dealer. And back in the 60s and 70s, it was a drug. And everyone considered it a drug. So when you're selling it, you're a drug dealer. 
So I never had anything to do with it because my whole family does it. And, and I hate to say this, but their lives were pretty crappy because of their criminal activities. I didn't want any part of it. I preached to my children every day, don't do drugs, don't do don't drink alcohol, don't do this, don't do that. So when my daughter says, I'm going to bring you something that will help you. And she brought me a big old bud and a brand new pipe. And she said, smoke this, it will help you. And that was in the midst of my research. And I'm thinking, okay, well, if I, if I can smoke and it makes me feel this much better, the oil is probably even better. So I, I resourced it from a reputable company and I bought it and I started taking it every day. And every day I was feeling better and better and better. I was eating better. Like I said, my hair started to come back and it's come back in thicker than it was before. I, my, I'm cancer free. My stroke is almost gone. I believe in it. Where do you think you would have been, Beth, if you hadn't taken cannabis oil? I'd probably, well, I don't know. By now, I'd probably be about as sick as you could possibly be. And uh, you would be sick as you possibly could be, and in another year, you'd probably be dead. Exactly. Because when I looked at, when I researched the life expectancy of this particular cancer, and it said 13 months, I thought, oh, my God. My my son was not even 18 years old when I, when I was diagnosed with cancer. He was just on the verge of turning 18. I thought, okay, I, I have a five-year-old grandson. And I just had a brand-new grandbaby last month. I thought, I won't be here for my grandkids. Well, it's, you know, it's a fabulous story that in the spring of this year, of 2017, you were diagnosed with rectal cancer, and today you are free of cancer. I, mean, I am free of cancer. That's an amazing story. I thought so. Most people are like, how could you have gotten rid of cancer in three months? I don't know. Well, all I can say is cannabis oil. And when Plus you- the changes in my diet. Because I have to attribute some of this to changes in my diet. Because I have researched cancer on a regular basis for a lot of months. Any doctor will tell you that cancer feeds on sugar and fat. Now, when you tell other people who may not be in favor of cannabis, that you took cannabis, what do they say to you? They say, no way. No way. It can't possibly work. It's illegal. You're going to get arrested for possession of illegal drugs. Well, the oil is legal here in our state. Now, it's not recreational. It's just the oil. We're, we're pushing now for recreational and we're trying to get them to pass that. But at this point, it's only the oil that's legal here. And it's actually only up to a certain percentage that's legal. But but if you don't tell anybody what the percentage is, then you can generally get away with it. Beth, it's a remarkable story. It's a wonderful story that you're free of cancer. Is there anything you'd like to tell listeners in conclusion? Use cannabis oil. It helps. It works. If you don't believe it works, Research people who have actually cured their cancer and gotten better with illnesses that are detrimental and can cause them to die. And you'll maybe understand that it does work. Fabulous. Thanks very much for your story, Beth. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Beth. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio Podcast. 
visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. How do cannabis CEOs balance growth and optimization strategies? What is THCO, Delta 10, and CBNA, and why should you care about these minor cannabinoids? And why is an endocannabinoid system covered in medical school? Most people think they're up to date in trends in the cannabis industry, but they're about six weeks behind. Learn about what is truly next in the cannabis space by joining myself, Brian Fields, and Kellen Finney every week on the Dime Podcast and, of course, on PodConnects.